and welcome to the Onside Kick Family Hour. I'm your host, Ryan Van Bibber, with me as always, Stephen White. Hey, how are you today, Stephen? I'm doing awesome. How are you? You know, I'm pretty good. I, I, despite the fact that, like, I think maybe for the third time in the history of this podcast, I had to pause and think for half a second about my name. So, um, but it's just busy, you know, it's busy. It's, I was, I was thinking about bench press reps at the combine in between there. I, I can't be bothered with existential go, dilemmas. Are you going to go and watch? You going to go watch uh, <laughs> the bench press this year? I am not. The 40s and stuff? I am not. With the but fans a lot of people they apparently in. are. I can't, like, as much as I enjoy watching football, I can't think of anything more boring than watching 22, watching anyone. Bench press. I mean, we do it because it's kind of like our thing. You know what I mean? We, yeah. We, we got to know what guys can do. But, you know, just like, just for the hell of it? <laughs> I don't know about that one. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> I I just yeah, yeah, let's go take a trip. Let's take a road trip to go watch these guys bench press. Be tons of fun. <laughs> I mean, be great. I, between that and like, you can watch people do the press conferences too. Like, I can't think of like, I'm hard pressed to tell you to be honest, which would be more boring to watch as a spectator. Um, maybe yeah. the bench, probably, but no, you know, at least the bench, you got some some enthusiasm there. That's so, true. You know, guys yelling and screaming and stuff. That's but. true. And if you've never seen it, like, or like, you know, seen the clips on NFL Network or whatever. But like, there's that one. I forget who. I forget his name and which team he's from. But he's a strength and conditioning coach. So you know right off the bat, strength and conditioning (laughs) coach. Yeah, eccentric dude to say the least. But like, is barking at those guys, just like in kind of that on that encouraging sort of drill sergeant way, I guess. Yeah, they they actually uh, didn't let him do it last year because like supposedly some agents think that. He pushes guys too hard, and they end up injuring themselves doing ah, the bench press. Ah, gotcha. And actually, he he was my strength coach for a year with oh, the Jets. Oh, really? Like, <laughs> he, he's good now. I, oh, yeah. Look, I give him props. I mean, he and I butted heads a few times, but he definitely got you strong. <laughs> Bigger, stronger, faster. So. And that strength, the strength and conditioning coaches, uh, this is a whole nother breed, man. Different breed, man. That's a different breed. <laughs> that, that whole strength coach voice. One, two, three. <laughs> like, they all have the same voice. Like, why are you grunting so hard just to say, you know, we need to do, you know, calisthenics? <laughs> to put one, one more. Two, three. <laughs> What? <laughs> huh? I mean, snapping a football? What the hell is going on here? I, I guess that starts today, and that'll be like the first sort of like medical, non-medical testing stuff that guys are going through at the combine. So, but there's no like running or anything like that till tomorrow. Right. That, this is the third, technically the third day of this thing. <laughs> And we don't even, and we don't even get the big man forties till well we get OL forties tomorrow so we'll get some big man forties tomorrow and then we'll get I think defensive linemen are the day after that so yeah you know the O line forties are usually the entertainment yeah there's always you know a couple guys that really just yeah 
just, you know, <laughs> really slow and maybe really sloppy at the same time. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. <laughs> and then you get the DL. Well, that was the, the DL last year. That was the infamous Chris Jones in, um, wardrobe malfunction incident. Oh, yeah. See. <laughs> Which I think we can do is... without that. We can do without that this time around. We could. We could. Oh. Now, I will say that's still... To this day, my most retweeted and favorited tweet. So that's a damn shame. <laughs> <laughs> what does this say? What does this say about us as a society? I mean, my goodness. I know I have all these good Jeff Fisher takes on Twitter, and then that uh, guy's junk falling out of his pants is the one that everybody retweets. I mean, why do I put in the reps, Stephen? Why do I even? <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, it's Combine Week. Yesterday, as far as like anything that is concerned to us or whatever, is I mean, it's all been mostly coach and GMs talking so far. I guess today yeah. the big draft related news was Mitch Trubisky is 6-2 in one quarter. I don't even know if that's good or bad. <laughs> well, Hugh Jackson said it was good. He says for him the minimum is six two. Okay. So all right. Well, so no Tyrod Taylor for him, man. I guess. I guess not, and like, or Russell Wilson, or you know, um, not that Russell Wilson's available, but you know. Right. Uh, <laughs> um, now the other big thing was uh, Fournette was like two hundred and forty pounds, right? Oh yeah, that's right. Which, you know, I guess it's all how you wear it. You know what I mean? Right. I, I didn't actually see him weigh in or anything. So I, I didn't know if, like, he looked flabby or if he looked chiseled. I mean, yeah. in, in this day and age, you got some really big backs out there. You know, you got your LeGarrette Blunts. Um, you got the kid uh, out of Alabama that, that the Titans took last year in the second round. Can't remember the name. Um, Derrick Henry. Yeah, Derrick Henry won the Heisman. I mean, he looks like a monster. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if if Fournette, I mean, we know he's a big back anyway. It was like we expect him to be 185 pounds. I mean, his his game is about power. So, yeah. if he can carry it well, who gives a shit? Well, yeah, exactly. And no, that's a, that'll be an interesting thing to shape up out of the combine because I know, you know, everyone we're still early enough in the process that everyone is disavowing that they're going to put any sort of emphasis on 40 times, but sure as shit, those guys are going to go out and run the 40 this weekend. And everyone will be talking about Fournette versus Dalvin cook, you know, as like, who's the better running back, even though they're pretty different sort of players, obviously, but you know, don't let that stand between anyone and a good, good debate on draft Twitter. Huh? Yeah. You know, my thing is this, and I was, you know, kind of, Debating this with somebody the other day, uh, a good friend of mine. Um, you know, the thing we're going to hear a lot about is is he a third, uh, a three down back, and stuff yeah. of that nature. But you know, I look at it like this: if uh, Ezekiel Elliott, who's taken as high as he was taken, and was as fantastic as he was, isn't a third down back, I'm not sure there's any, you know, uh, a three down back. I'm not sure. There's a such thing anymore. You know, most teams now want a third down back. They want a separate guy who doesn't start, who, you know, in, in case the number one guy gets hurt, can fill in for him, 
but also offer a contrast on third down. I mean, they do. You just look at it. You know, the Patriots have three different backs in, in defined roles. Yeah. And a lot of teams are going to go to that, too. The, the Chiefs did it a little bit. And so I, I'm not really all that concerned if Leonard Fournette is going to be in on third down. If he can do the kind of damage I think he can do on first and second down, like I, like I said, who gives a shit? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, there was an interesting – and I think it's probably a, a longer – discussion just about you know the the way the games changed over the years but i mean you know we've had this conversation before like with nickelbacks or like you know pass rushing specialists where it's not necessarily how many downs or how many snaps you play but just sort of the matchup advantages you bring as a player and and what how the coaches use that to the team's advantage and you know so in some ways when i see people talking about that three down back thing it's like well, what does it matter if this guy can produce on first and second down when he is in there, you know? I mean, yeah. are you going to complain about a, a nickelback because he sucks when he's in there to de- has to defend somebody on the outside? I mean, no, that's, you know, his job's a nickelback. I mean, it's, you know, or uh, uh, the pass rusher who sucks against the run is always my favorite. It's like, well, you're not paying the guy to stop the run. You're paying the guy to sack quarterbacks. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, he would have to be absolutely terrible for it to matter at all. Yeah. If he can actually get out to the passer, who, give, yeah. who cares? Who cares? So, you know, I, I'm not saying, and I, I, you know, I'm not saying that Fournette is, you know, the better back out of Dalvin Cook or, or anybody else in the draft. I'm just saying that I, I don't think that that's a viable argu- argument either way. I don't think, you right. know, somebody bringing into it that, Oh, well, he's not going to play three downs. Really, even matters anymore. Yeah, exactly. I know. You know, eventually it'll open up the discussion for the competition committees and stuff about you know activating more players on the roster for games and stuff. And, and really, my question is: Why? Well, I, I know it's a money thing. Okay, that's another guy's salary you have to pay or whatever. Right. Probably, but um, you know. I think the roster should expand, but even if the roster doesn't expand, why why wouldn't the game day uh, active list expand? Yeah. I don't get that at all at this point because you know those guys who are deactivated still get paid for that week. Yeah, they still gonna get the same salary. Yeah, so why not make more guys available? And now you, the quality of the games would improve mm-hmm. tremendously to me, rather than adding another game. Just add more guys who can be active every week. So if, you know, one left tackle gets hurt, you, you know, you're not one injury away from needing a, a, a tight end to play left tackle. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I mean, it's really like that. I mean, think about it. It is, a lot of absolutely. only have six offensive linemen active on game day. Yeah. One guy gets hurt. And if you get one more injury, you are screwed. Oh, I mean. And it makes absolutely no sense. I mean, you see it, you see it in a game. I swear to God, I see it you know, a handful of times every season where you, like you say, it's a tight end ends up playing left tackle because they don't have any other tackles available. <laughs> oh, I don't know. That'll be interesting to see, you know, that, that debate as the years go on and player safety becomes more of an issue too. That'll be an interesting, interesting thing that the league, it seems to me could do pretty easily, but. I mean, they could do it tomorrow. Yeah. I, I, I don't know um, any reason why the NFLPA would object to adding uh, 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 one or two more guys to the game they roster. What, what, what difference is it going to make? 
Mm-hmm. Nothing. They can sign off on it tomorrow. And like I said, we everybody's looking for ways to improve the quality of the game. Well, I can promise you if you can have more guys active, that's going to even help trickle down to the Thursday night football games, which they seem now they're determined to keep. Ugh. Then now you got more guys in case you know there's injury. You also have more guys to spread reps around. So when you, when they have to turn around and play again uh, from Sunday, you know a Sunday game, they have to play Thursday. They have more reps. They can play more guys on Sunday, so guys aren't worn out on Thursday. Yeah, exactly. It just makes sense. You know, exactly. which is exactly why they won't do it. <laughs> <laughs> and in the meantime, we just get more and more quality Thursday night football. <laughs> Lucky us. <laughs> oh man. It's been like been a lot of shit going on though. I I'll have to say, you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, that's one way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess right now. Oh wait, you were talking about football. Talking about oh football. yeah, wait a minute. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I was, I was tripping for a second. My bad. <laughs> well, so it sounds was, like we may have a situation in Washington where the Russian ambassador is running the NFL team there because it seems to be that well run. I don't know. That was an entertaining little moment on a uh, Twitter last night. With regards to uh, our everyone's favorite racial slur named team, right? <laughs> so you know things seem to be good there, but they got Kirk Cousins franchise, and by all accounts, they're not trading him. And that could still be like hey, we're not trading him, aka unless you give us, you know, your next two drafts, exactly. right? But it doesn't seem like, and now they're in this locked in this situation, like we talked about last week, a situation where. Uh, if they do end up keeping this guy, they're going to be uh, paying him out the wazoo here because they've uh, fucked around on this thing. So, um, once again, the predictions made on the family hour came true in real life. Amazing how that happens. Amazing how it happens. <laughs> Amazing how it happens. <clears throat> but, you know, uh, I was thinking about this today. And people, you know, some people are going to hate me when I say this. But I was thinking about this. To me, Kirk Cousins is a lot like uh, Tony Romo mm. in this aspect. They both play just good enough where you feel like you have got to keep them, but not quite good enough to get the team to the promised land. Yeah. And they probably never will. Like, they're always going to get you, you know, Right on the cusp of the playoffs, maybe in the playoffs, maybe miss it by a game, but you're never going to really go to the Super Bowl with those guys. Yeah. And so, I mean, you know, the team that that ends up starting them are stuck because they're like, they don't suck. They aren't bad. And in this era of of bad quarterbacking, you can't afford to have a bad quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. but you know, but you know, do you really want to keep paying a guy that you know isn't the answer as far as a championship over twenty million dollars? Yeah, it's absurd. But what else are you gonna do? They, they they're kind of stuck. Yeah, you know, they probably will not uh, sign up to a long term deal, which is exactly what I predicted. Yeah, because they still don't believe in him. But it's gonna cost them more not signing to a long term deal eventually. Unless, you know, Kirk Cousins is asking for some ridiculous astronomical number. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, like, you know, they're stuck. So 
this is one uh, situation. And look, I, I'm happy for Kirk Cousins. And so many times we talk about the ways that uh, the, the owners have screwed players as far as salaries. Shit. <laughs> Kirk Cousins is a wig. Okay? <laughs> D. Smith, all them haters talking all that shit. Every time they open their mouth about, oh, these guys aren't getting paid, I point to Kirk Cousins. He'd be my best friend. <laughs> And tell me who else could have got Kirk Cousins twenty four million a year and shut the hell up. 45, 45 million over the last two years, if you add it up. The last two years, who else could have done that shit? <laughs> now to put decent uh, face on the damn on Mount Rushmore today. Seriously, oh, it's amazing. Look, the, the salary cap about to jump ten million dollars again, maybe more. And it's been doing that ever since they signed this new CBA. Every year. So all I'm saying is when you got Kirk Cousins making $24 million, okay, maybe that CBA wasn't quite as bad as y'all making it out to be. No, one not at all. We, 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 we know the issues um, that, that, that were not great for the players in that CBA. Most of them were just things that they, they didn't have any leverage to stop. Mm-hmm. But as far as the compensation, hey, man. Kirk Cousins is making $24 million this year. Like you said, making $45 million over two. So that's, that's going at the top of my resume. That's going to be the first damn line. I got Kirk Cousins paid. <laughs> I feel like if you, if you can get Kirk Cousins paid, you can damn near do anything you want. Man, listen, he might be president. Listen, you know. <laughs> Hey, I'm, I'm just talking saying, about president. Lesser, right. pe- lesser, talking people about have, lesser people have qualified for the job. Listen, <laughs> if you can run on the platform of I got Kirk Cousins paid, I can get you paid too. Somebody <laughs> will vote for these. <laughs> It'd be kind of like the guy that ran for mayor in New York that was the rent is too damn high party. Right. I mean, but he, but he might actually be successful. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I really think. For people, sure. People will vote for. Uh, <laughs> My dude said, look, I got Kirk Cousins paid. I get you paid, too. That's a that's a winning campaign right there. I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, you had, uh, we, yes, we can. And then you have, I got Kirk Cousins paid. I mean. I'm making the commercial right now. It's a clip of Kirk Cousins throwing that interception against the Giants in week 17 last year. And it's, I got this man $24 million. What can Damn I do right. for you? let's see what else okay now here's something that came out of the combine this morning that i found interesting obviously because it's you know a personal thing but it's something we've talked about before with some of the kind of the key players and people involved in this but so the rams are going to move to i know rams talk please wait don't turn off your dial don't turn off your (laughs) um uh, but, like, the Rams' defense is moving to a 3-4 under Wade Phillips. So, uh, the, to me, this is interesting because, obviously, the cornerstone of that defense is Aaron Donald. But it's a really interesting mix, too, because of Wade Phillips. And Wade Phillips is somebody we've talked about quite a bit before, especially, you know, back a couple years ago when the Broncos won the Super Bowl. Man, that seems like a long time now. When the Broncos won the Super Bowl, in large part thanks to Wade Phillips' game plan as a defensive coordinator – and I think the thing that's always impressed me about Wade Phillips and why I don't put too much stock in the 3-4 talk today and some of the hand-wringing that comes with that is 
Wade Phillips always seems to me like a really smart coach who plays to his players' strengths rather than forces them into some X's and O's, theoretical X's and O's that came from his playbook. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and disagree. Really? Yeah, I'm I'm very nervous about this transition. Oh, okay. uh, and I'm not alone. There's a lot of people yeah. that I've talked to that also feel the same way, but <clears throat> everybody seems to think that Wade Phillips is like, you know, just this flexible guy. No, his system is pretty much his system. Yeah. You look, you look in the history of it, <laughs> he, he ain't really reinventing the wheel on most of this stuff. Red dogs and green dogs aren't some new school way of doing things. If anything, he's winning now because he uses old school principles and people aren't used to seeing it anymore. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, he has some all-time great talent in Denver. Yeah. I mean, that's the reality of the situation. Ain't everybody going to have a Vaughn Miller and a DeMarcus Ware. I mean, it's just and not a secondary happen. like that. Listen, listen. Now, he, he made the most of it, no doubt. But it just so happened that most of those guys already fit in a 3-4. I mean, Vaughn Miller was a 3-4 guy. Uh, DeMarcus Ware was a 3-4 guy. You know, these, it, it's not like he's taking he's taking somebody who was a pure 4-3 defensive lineman and, and really just, you know, transformed them, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Not an inside guy. I mean, you know, and even those that he has, <laughs> you know, how many of them have the skills of Aaron Donald? I can promise you not many because ain't many that's played the game ever. Yeah. Had as much skill as Aaron Donald. And I just, look, <clears throat> Regardless of what people say, who I promise you, Aaron Donald's going to have to do some two-gapping this year. That, that's what you do in a, a Wade Phillips defense. It won't be every play, but it'll be enough that, to me, that's a waste of his talent. Yeah. And so, uh, really and truly, that defense is, is made for the edge guys to be much more of a factor anyway than the inside guys. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the normal difference between the three four. So, yeah, they're going to run a lot of four-man line, <clears throat> but they're also going to run some traditional 3-4. And, yeah, he'll be in the three technique a lot, but I'm just telling you that <clears throat> this whole notion that it's going to be some kind of smooth transition and, you know, he's never going to ha- have any kind of bumpy roads trying to figure it out, I just don't agree with that. Wait, you, you show me how yeah. much difference there is in a wave field of defense in 2016 than it was in 2010 or 2001. Yeah. I mean, I promise you, there ain't going to be that much different. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Uh, you know, too, is I don't know that they have, I mean, edge rushers for a system like that. I mean, uh, you, Robert Quinn, I, I guess that's the other question. Is Robert Quinn, you know, who's always been a defensive end on a four-man front and obviously has struggled with injuries over the last couple seasons, too, but – um. You know, I, I just don't like – that doesn't necessarily seem like, oh, hey, we can just sw- switch him over to an outside linebacker, rush linebacker, boom, no problem. Right. And then, you know, he's had those back issues, man. And, yeah. and to me, that's the one thing that jumped off the screen to me, the difference between how he used to be and how he is now, was yeah. he had that unreal ability to bend around the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I don't see that, that ability quite as where it used to be. Um, so he's a little more stiff, and, and you got a guy that's stiff and have him, you know, kind of out in in in, in space some, um, 
that could be a problem. Now, he, you know, he probably won't be out there much. It's not like they're going to have him, you know, trying to uh, cover Le'Veon Bell one-on-one or anything like that. But there's going to be times in you know, a way Phillips defense where you have to drop in the coverage. And I just don't know if that's going to be his thing. You know, he's a very athletic guy. And if he can round back in the form of what he used to be before the back injuries, <laughs> it's interesting to see, you know, how, how they'll use him and, and, you know, if he can get back to being that dominant pass rusher, speed rusher type guy. But, you know, you know I've always said this. I said this about um, J.J. Watt last year. Mm-hmm. Once you start talking about back injuries yeah. and back surgery, yeah, all bets are off. Yeah, yeah. Now, J.J. Watt did come up briefly yesterday, Bill O'Brien. Um, he did not – he would not talk about the quarterback situation for the Texans. Surprise, you know, um, understandably so. I would – I probably wouldn't want to either <laughs> if I were in his position. But he did say J.J. Watt was – and we'll see, you know, we'll see how it all looks. But he said J.J. Watt was probably healthy enough to participate in OTAs, at least in some – at some level this spring. So I guess that's good news for why, the Texans. But why, why would you? Why, why, why would you do that? Like, did he forget how to play football? <laughs> I don't think so. I put him in fucking uh, bubble wrap for the rest of the offseason. Yeah. There, there's, an, there's a damn thing in OTAs that's going to get him ready for the season. Really. No. I mean, do the workouts. Do the rehab. Yeah. We'll see you when training camp starts. Yeah. And then China camp going to be, uh, you know, pretty easy for him, too, if yeah. it's me. And it's not like, you know, obviously they showed last year they could still have a very good defense without him. But you go from a very good defense to maybe one of the all-time best defenses. If they can play anything like they played last year without him, with him coming back. Oh, yeah. Like, listen, uh-uh. Tony I ain't taking no chances with that. I mean... <laughs> That's a hell of a that's that's a hell of an arsenal, you know what I mean? You know, it's like no wonder they got to get their quarterback situation figured out. Shit, you have a halfway decent quarterback, you're a Super Bowl contender with that defense. Listen, man, <laughs> I'm just telling you, they were tearing Tom Brady ass up. Oh yeah, in that playoff game, they if they had any help on offense, we were talking about the Patriots right now, but they didn't. You know, so, uh, yeah, I just, <laughs> listen, I'm, I'm just saying that, uh, yeah, you don't want <laughs> to screw everything up, having this dude run around during OTA. Mm-hmm. Anything can happen, man. Anything. No, absolutely not. I don't give a damn. You can call me soft and all this other <laughs> shit. That man had back surgery twice. You can kiss my ass. We put yeah. you in a bubble wrap. We'll see you for training camp. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not like he forgot how to play football, as you said. That's pretty good. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, for real. <laughs> no, exactly. really need OTAs. Well, that's always now, like... Unless what you're talking about is him sipping Gatorade and, you know, giving young guys pointers. I don't really understand what you're talking about, a plan for OTAs. Because <laughs> what the hell are you going to do with OTAs anyway? Get hurt. That's about the only fucking thing. <laughs> oh man! All right, I did. There was some bat. There was some uh, 
just speaking of injury news, I, I did see something this morning that was kind of discouraging. Uh, the general managers of the Vikings said they still don't have any kind of timetable for Teddy Bridgewater's return. And that's to me, is like a pretty big red flag. Again, not a doctor, but and I don't play one on TV, but I, you know, to not even have sort of an inkling of when, you know, he might be able to sort of return. It's sort of a, I mean, you know, like, like I say, I think that's a, that's, that's not a good sign. Well, you look at it like this, it's a, this happened in what, August, uh, so this September, October, November, December, well, not quite a January, year. February. It's been six months. This guy's coming back from ACL surgery in nine months right now. Yeah. Right? So if you're six months in and they don't have a clue about your timetable, man, this something was really fucked up in his leg. And yeah. it mu- I'm thinking it must be nerve damage. Yeah. Because that was kind of the same situation <laughs> with Jalen Smith. Was you know they they had to see if the nerve was going to regenerate, and that's why he set out all of last year. It looks like he's going to be able to come back uh, now. Uh, things that have, have been encouraging, but when you don't even have a timetable in this day and age, and you're six months in, then yeah, there, there's some other shit going on. Yeah, well, and it kind of makes you wonder. Like I know it was never, it was always sort of that gray area of news it was never kind of confirmed and never really denied outright either but like you know where <laughs> the people were basically saying his leg almost fucking came off it was such a bad injury damn yeah i've forgotten about that i mean so you know, at I least was, they thought he was gonna lose his leg yeah i remember I mean, that it, part it was something more like it was more like it was a bigger injury than just like an acl you know what i mean like Oh, yeah, yeah, he fucked they up his ACL. What? Didn't they medevac him? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, the yeah. helicopter landed on the field and took him away and everything, so. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. I mean, that sucks. That sucks for the Vikings, because, you know, I was always really excited about Teddy's career. I thought that was, and, and you know, it's not over yet, so hopefully he gets back out there on the field, but we'll see. Right. Uh, and, you know, again, Jalen Smith looks like he's going to come back. Yeah. So, um, you know, he, he was kind of in a similar situation, and it worked out for him, it seems. Yeah. So maybe it'll work out for Teddy, too. But, yeah, that's not very discouraging. Mm-hmm. I mean, not, not very encouraging yeah. when you're six months in and, and they don't even have a, a, <laughs> a clue when you might come back. Yeah. Let's see what else. What else came out of the combine? Uh, uh, Fox television analyst. No, I mean, 49ers general manager, John Lynch said, uh, he did mock drafts for fun in his pre GM days. Oh, well, it won't be for fun this time. (laughs) It'll be, it'll be people, you know, jobs and livelihoods on the line. So I hope he did pretty well back then. Maybe he'll be a laughing. (laughs) oh did anything from the i guess there weren't any huge surprises to me from the franchise tag deadline was uh tuesday or wednesday right yesterday the first man my dates are already screwed up that's a bad sign for the spring (laughs) (laughs) but uh 
it was fran- I, I guess I the, maybe the biggest surprise was that the Texans didn't franchise the cornerback AJ Boy. Yeah. I mean, I felt like you know that defense is so good. I'd, I'd hate if I were them to lose, and they can still get a deal done. There's no question about that. But I'd hate to see your number one cornerback slip away in free agency because people will fucking spend money on corners in free agency. Oh yeah, absolutely. And look, he was a big part of why they were so good last year. Yeah. So you want to keep that that guy as part of your nucleus. Um, you know, we, we'll see how it works out. Sometimes the, <laughs> you have a guy like Brock Osweiler on your team that you might have to take an L on in a year or so, <laughs> and, and you can't really give this other guy all the money he deserves. So we'll see. You know, hopefully they can get it worked out because you know normally I like to see if a team will step up when a guy really performs for them and, and, and take care of that guy. Yeah. But sometimes it just doesn't work out. Yeah. Man, that's a that's what happens. You you make those Brock Osweiler signings. <coughs> you got to pay the piper eventually. One way or another. <laughs> Let's see. You know, it seems like we've got. Uh, I, I guess the the Steelers. I, I didn't. No surprise that they franchise tag Le'Veon Bell. Obviously, not necessarily a guy you want to let get away. And then what? Within a twenty four hour window, they made Antonio Brown the highest paid receiver in the NFL. So uh, a lot of money committed to the offense in Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean that's the kind of the, the straw that, that stirs the drink. Yeah, up there now we're so used to uh, them being a defensive led team, but now it's decidedly offense. Yeah, and look, if they can ever get those guys on the field. For full 16 games together. Oh, man. Just imagine the kind of numbers they will put up. Oh, yeah. So, you know, you just got to hope uh, with with Big Ben's window starting to close that you can squeeze in at least a year or two of them all being healthy at the same time. Yeah. And, and watch the magic happen. Yeah. And, I, you know, I didn't – I was looking back at this when they tagged Bell the other day. I guess he's he's a uh, – he's one – Clam baked car ride away from a ten game suspension. So that's always you know you got you have to watch that. I mean I I think it's the I'm not a fan of the NFL's rules when it comes to weed, but rules is rules, and you know you kind of stuck with them whether you like it or not. So you ain't gonna be no good to your team if uh if you're out for ten games <laughs> at all. I mean just matter of fact. So I don't, that's that's interesting, and I suspect they probably get a long term. We'll probably get a long term deal done with him because that's a big cap hit, and they'll have you know they signed James Harrison yesterday, who's going to be yeah. is he what thirty eight, thirty nine now? I think thirty eight. I mean, this just the guy's amazing. He really is. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. I, I don't I I don't know what to to say about it, and he's really saving their ass because they still oh, haven't yeah. really found. A replacement, and they no. tried. So, no, I mean he's their top pass rusher. I now, okay, now I, I would uh, to go back to something we said at the beginning of the show. Here, I might get a ticket to watch James Harrison bench press because I think <laughs> that'd be pretty fucking entertaining <laughs> based on his Instagrams. But who knows? <laughs> 
Uh, let's see. You got a lot of it's lying season. So there's a whole bunch of a whole bunch of specious sounding um, reports coming out yesterday. The Patriots not wanting to trade Garoppolo. I can't imagine that if some team cough cough the Browns offers them <laughs> a first round pick, they're not going to trade Jimmy Garoppolo for that. But stranger yeah, things have happened. The big, if they the, did, they, they would have to really be. <clears throat> comfortable with the kid they uh they got last year. Brissy. Uh, Brissy. You know, that's the only way I can see that happen. Yeah, yeah. Or have some outstanding kind of faith in Tom Brady's avocado and broccoli diet. <laughs> Whatever it is that keeps him uh that keeps his forty year old ass playing like a twenty two year old. Oh, man. Let's see. What was the other big lie? I thought this was kind of entertaining. So you had the Broncos head coach go up there yesterday and say, hey, we are real pleased. We think the quarterback, I don't forget the exact quotes, but, you know, it was the basic, we're we're fine with quarter. We think Paxton Lynch and Trevor Simeon are just fine. We're, We're happy with that. And then you had Elway sort of allude to, well, we'll definitely consider who else is out there in the market. So... You know it's lying season when you're getting stuff like that. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's the combine. I mean, it's so weird. Like the combine is, God, it's it seems. I mean, it's almost a full week of this stuff, and they really haven't even. I guess like they just started doing bench presses today. So yeah, it's just nuts uh boy let's see what what else is going on out there right now Hmm. i mean we haven't really gotten into draft we haven't seen much from the draft picks yet i guess if the joe mixon thing came up a couple times yesterday too obviously he's the oklahoma running back that uh was not invited to the combine because of uh an arrest i mean punched or choked a woman in a restaurant and um no, he, he punched her. He, he punched like, him. threw a damn windmill punch at, uh, at the, like, <clears throat> the the girl pushed him or what have you. Yeah. Um, and the thing I think some people struggle with because they're dumb as hell is, you know, the, the when you're defending yourself, that means you have a reasonable belief that somebody's going to do bodily harm to you. Yeah. That doesn't mean somebody pushed me so I get to swing on them with all of my might. Yeah. Especially when it's a one. Yeah. And like, you know, it's so hard for me to, you know, just see that video and just hear this about the story. Period. Yeah. You know, the initial reports accurately portrayed exactly what was in that video. Yeah, and it's oh, just, yeah. you know, it, when people try to justify with some bullshit, like, well, she pushed him. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so sure this big football player was, you know, needed treatment after she pushed him in his chair. Yeah. If you don't get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And 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 the stuff with the, the Lions GM, I mean, how fucking tone deaf can you be? That oh, after everything you've gone through with this fucking league and, and, and Ray Rice and and what's the guy? Uh, uh, Greg Hardy. Greg Hardy. 
your dumb ass get up there. You don't have to say a damn thing about Joe Mixon. But you, oh, I'm you know, disappointed he wasn't here. Yeah. Well, I'm disappointed that he decided to punch that young lady in the fucking face. Yeah. That's what I'm disappointed about. Yeah. And so, you know, it just sends the wrong message completely with everything that's going on to say some dumb shit like that. Yeah. And you don't even have to say, I mean, like, it's not like the NFL rules. They can't go interview this guy. They can't go to his pro day. I mean, they can't, you know, he's just not at the combine. Right. What, what's the big fucking deal? I know. Like, was he entitled to that somehow? I mean, I, I don't understand that sentiment at all, that you're, you're disappointed that he wasn't able to come. You know, uh, you know but hey, uh, I could have sworn, you know, that the NFL has all these new initiatives and all this shit, and this is supposed to be, you know, a league that, that that's getting it now. Yeah. And I can't tell. I can't tell at all. No. Because, again, he could have said that behind closed doors. Nobody would ever know. <clears throat> he stood right there and said for every, for the world to hear. He wanted it to get out. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. was disappointed that a dude that, that, you know, swung for the fences when he hit a woman because she pushed him. Yeah. Wasn't able to come to the fucking combine. Yeah. And he had another incident later in his career, too. Mixon did. And I don't think he got arrested for the second one, but I mean, you know, he, you know, threatened somebody like, a, uh, I can't think off the top of my head what it was, but and it wasn't as serious as the first one, but it was still another incident that like should obviously have been a yet another, like, Hey, this guy might have an anger management and this guy might have some problems here. Right. And maybe just, maybe we don't want this kind of person on our team. Maybe. Yeah. No, exactly. Talent, talent or not. Yeah. It's it's kind of amazing because this was, like you said, another reminder. I mean, it hasn't even been three years since the Ray Rice incident. Or I guess maybe it has been exactly three years. When it first happened, when the videotape came out, it's been, you know, that was at the beginning of the season in 2014. But you think about that, you know, how all the stuff the league went through and and you know policies in place and people they hired and everything like that and then like you think you know this year you had the josh brown shit with the giants or i mean literally the reason why joe mixon isn't there is partially the reaction to the ray white situation yeah like like th this is part of possible that was okay we're gonna treat this whole situation differently including guys that commit these kind of acts yeah in college yeah and you're sitting up here and <laughs> And you want everybody to know that you're disappointed, though. You know. Yeah. It's just you know, <laughs> piece of work. It's amazing, man. And then that that you know, it's what was it a couple of years ago? And I forget the guy's name. Um, he was the shitball. He was with the 49ers, and then the Bears signed him, and then all that other stuff came. Oh, yeah, his, yeah. It was a defensive lineman. I can't. Think of his name off the top of my head. I can't remember his name either, but like but he the, ain't been the in the league since then either. And they, and they were uh, defending him and all that shit. Then yeah. all of a sudden, he does it again. Yeah, yeah. And they were shocked by. I him. talked to his mama. I talked to his mama. Yeah, yeah. Imagine it. A, a mama taking up for their son. I know. <laughs> Who ever heard of such a thing? <laughs> amazing, amazing. Oh, God. 
Uh, it's been a... Well, I guess, no surprise, Colin Kaepernick's going to opt out of his contract in San Francisco. It sounds like the Niners haven't totally given up on bringing him back, but if I were Colin Kaepernick, I can't imagine I'd be too eager to play for Jed York again, but who knows? Well, uh, here's the thing. Um, I can't quite understand what he's doing with the opt-out. I mean, I can and I can't. Like, you know, I didn't think the 49ers were going to keep him anyway at their salary, but, yeah. um, you know, is it just uh, the fact that you want to make it on your terms? Uh, because I don't really see a huge quarterback market for Colin Kaepernick. And so, you know, if anything, you know, if you if you don't opt out and, and the 49ers don't immediately release you, you know, yeah, they're going to try to trade you, but maybe you can make it so that, hey, here's my contract demands, and, and kind of drive the price up a little bit. Yeah. But, you know, we'll see. You know, I, I just, I don't know on the open market, you know, how much money he's actually going to make. I thought he played decent by the end of the season. Mm-hmm. It, it, the team was just horrible. But, you know, I thought he played decent, but I just don't see a huge, especially, you know, let's be honest with, you know, they might not come out and say it, but, you know, the kneeling, yeah. um, doing the flag, is going to be a problem for a lot of teams. Yeah. So. And he said yeah, we'll that was see. the other thing today. Schefter said that he wasn't going to, he planned to stand for the anthem now. But still, I mean, like, people, that's going to follow him. Oh, yeah, forever. no, of course. Regardless. I mean, I, I still so, have people, eggs on Twitter remind me all the time that the league's ratings are down because of Colin <laughs> Right, absolutely. It's all about Colin Kaepernick. (laughs) But no, but it does speak to the point that you know this is not like you know it'll it'll be a thing for some teams. Yeah. So, more power to him. Like I said, at the end of the day, I I don't think anybody thought he was still going to be a forty, no, the forty nineers quarterback this season. But and and maybe they will bring him back, like you know, on a lower salary. But I think I'd have forced him to do it. Yeah. Rather than do it myself. Well, they don't have uh, any. They don't have any quarterback after March 9th when free agency opens and contract the league year change is over. The 49ers don't have any quarterbacks on the roster as of that day right now. Right, but hey, at least their GM uh, played fantasy. <laughs> He's an amateur. Look, I like male. I like uh, Jones, teammate of mine, really good guy, but. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even. I mean, I don't even like to make mock drafts. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> There's no better way to get some idiot sliding up into your DMs, talking to you about how awful you are, than make a mock draft. Put a mock draft. draft. On the <laughs> you said someone's always going in the fifth round to the Bears. And he went to the fifth round two. Two picks earlier to the Giants. He sucked. <laughs> uh, really? <laughs> really? <laughs> Shit. I wish I would. <laughs> I get look, I get enough I get enough hell from these uh draft profiles. I'd be damned if I'm gonna open myself to some more. <laughs> I got some because I I put together the post. I mean it was a group effort, but for the top one hundred free agents. 
man, that makes people mad. And I have, I just oh, can't no. for the life of me. It's like, I'm sorry that I put this tackle two spaces above this tackle. Right. I mean, like, they, they so serious about this shit. Like, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> oh, man. It's just, what a great, it's a good time of year, though. It's a good time of year. I can't complain. Can't complain. Oh, man. What else has been going on today? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I've been working on these uh, profiles, so kind of keeping my head down now. <laughs> well, soon enough, we'll have 40 times on the on the radar and more than people really can go crazy oh yeah nobody pays attention to 40 times until they see the 40 times yeah it's so funny how many people will tell you all oh, the 40 is overrated all oh, this you know people people put too much emphasis on it and then as soon as you know uh it comes on nfl network like oh man that guy's you can't run a four six and be be successful at wide receiver. Oh yeah, it's gonna up a couple rounds. I mean, like, dude, you just said, you just said that it was overrated. What the hell? <laughs> uh, oh, here's some good rare, uh, some good news from the combine. Uh, Earl Thomas, they expect him to be ready to roll for the season this year. I just saw. That. Oh, he's not gonna retire. No, he's not gonna yeah. retire. Uh, well that'll be a relief for the uh, Seahawks fans listening here because I know that that just wouldn't quite be the same team without uh, um, without Earl Thomas in the backfield the the secondary backfield as it were Uh, yeah, so, uh, it's a, it's a good week for, it's a good week. There's a lot of stuff that's just a lot of words and that's about it. (laughs) A lot of words going around right now. Yeah, a lot of words. (laughs) A lot of words. (laughs) A lot of people getting, getting, getting excited about going to watch the bench press. Oh yeah, I I, I guess it's it's started. Yeah, bring the kids, pop some popcorn. Bring the kids up. Yeah, (laughs) we're gonna watch some some grown men lift some weights, (laughs) run around on the field during drills. (laughs) This is your spring break, kids. (laughs) Uh, By Disney, we're gonna come watch grown men work out. Well, it's exclusive because you can't watch the bench press on TV. They don't broadcast that. You have to be one of the chosen few to go see the bench press in action. I, I, it's two. It's two twenty-five, right? That's what they do the reps at. Mm-hmm. I think you know what they really ought to do to make it entertaining is like after right, the players go through and do the bench press, then the fans have to see how many reps they can do. Yeah, they don't have enough uh, insurance <laughs> in the world to cover that. <laughs> You know how liable the NFL would be? <laughs> oh, what a nightmare. What a nightmare. There's always going to be that dude that know he can't live 225 one time talking all this. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to do it there. Insist now he can do it broke. 20. Now his neck broke and you get an FEC, uh, FEC fine 
for showing on NFL Network. <laughs> but to like two twenty five, like you like you see it, and it's like two plates and the bar, and people are on each side, and like it doesn't like oh that's you know that doesn't look that intimidating. But two twenty five, that's a lot. That's a lot of weight. I mean, you know, there's a reason that NFL players bench press two twenty five. This isn't you know your Joe Schmo at the home gym in the garage benching it or anything. Right, and it's for reps. You know, it's not yeah. like you just do it one Max time. So, yeah. No. Yeah. I don't think I can lift 220. I, I couldn't, I wouldn't even try because I'd have to ask someone to spot me, and I would rather jump out the window than ask someone to spot me at the gym. So I, I would, uh, I, I will have to take a pass on my 225. But I can hit the street and run a 40 later if anyone needs to question my draft Twitter bona fides here today. Hmm. <laughs> I'll post it on Snapchat. Not really. Oh man, Steven. Uh so I guess we can uh go enjoy uh well free agency. We got combine and then free agency next Thursday. So man, shit's about to get wild in the NFL world here this week. It is, it is. And I'm sure, you know, there'll be a bunch of hot takes oh. coming out of this combine this weekend. Oh, you know, yeah. Somebody's going to run faster than we thought, and somebody's going to run slower than we thought. And oh, so we, we'll have all that to kind of go over next week. Oh, yeah. Plenty to talk about. And, you know, we record this at uh, 1230 Eastern time on uh, Thursdays. So we will be, what, two and a half hours away from the start of uh, the whistle blows for free agency. So shit could be real crazy. We we'll have a lot to talk about next week. Yep, look forward to it. It'll be a good one.